everybody. Welcome back once again to uh, what seems to be our monthly edition now of The Four Huntsmen. This is Kyle. Yes. On the mics, we've got Drew. Hello. Paul. Hello. And Captain Tom returning again. Oh, by he's, popular demand. He's cl- these clouds actually invited me back. <laughs> uh, and the editing begins. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did I say something? What? No. no. Yeah, because oh, no. <laughs> no, so, one, one of us is going to screw up first. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we got through the opening okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, pretty much at, at this point, I think everybody in the world, first of all, I think everybody that, that's gone to Halloween Horror Nights, they hand you a card at the door for you to start a podcast. So everyone's done their <laughs> podcasts already and put up their YouTube videos and um, Instagram. Their lists. Yeah. Um, but we're going to talk Halloween Horror Nights because we haven't talked about it yet. And uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm easily distracted also. We're going to talk about, <laughs> going to talk about Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, both coasts, because uh, we did have uh, Drew went out to Hollywood. I sure uh, did. But uh, we're going to share some thoughts, uh, talk about what's, what's good, what's uh, maybe not as good, or what could use some improvement. And uh, then we'll move on from there. Us. So, Tom, you were down for Halloween Horror Nights? I was. I loved it. Yeah? What did you love? Uh, As usual, pretty much everything. With alcohol or without alcohol? Obviously. (laughs) I mean, it's alcohol and friends. uh, Horror Nights for me is booze and buddies. Okay. And boobs and Rob Zombie. There, that too. Yes. So, um, let's talk about, uh, what did you like at the event? Like, uh, housewise. Mm, where do you want to start? So <laughs> I think that the prevailing opinion is that, that there's probably what five really good houses, probably four really good houses, two pretty good two complete shitty ones. Right. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. Just, uh, I gotta say, not to interrupt, but I feel like it was a good year for houses all around. Even I think even the I houses like that, that weren't scary, system. I thought yes. were still visually impressive. I'm okay with not scary as long as they're fun. You I know, don't and, know if any of them are really that scary, but I think they're they're nice. I think that this year was. Uh, I agree. I think it was a great year for houses, uh, and I think it was a pretty weak year for scare zones. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, I think that is the consensus that I've seen all around. Um, even from people who aren't like diehard fans like like we are on a podcast. Um, everyone's pretty much con- you know, consistently saying, oh, the houses are great, but those scare zones, eee. Yeah. They, they are terrible. Yeah. There's, no, there's no beating around the bush. They're bad. Yeah. I think Rob Zombie is the least bad of them, which makes it the best this year. I mean, like, I think on like your run of the mill year, it'd probably be like the third best scare zone. Maybe let's just say like, it's not a bad one at all, but it shouldn't be the best one is kind of my opinion. I I love the Rob Zombie scare zone, but I think if you're not a Rob Zombie fan, it's just pointless. 
Um, but I, I mean, I'm a Rob Zombie fan, so I love it, and I'm like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. But you know, as far as I wouldn't necessarily call it a scare zone, I'd call it like an interactive Rob Zombie concert. Yeah, it's like it's got your it's got the cool stuff. It's got fire. It's got loud music. It's got projections. It's got butts, and it's got dancing robots. <laughs> it's, the, it's actually the the first zone that I can think of that um, highly encourages you to interact with the props too, right? So yeah. yeah. Yep. You know, not only was I over the moon that they brought Dracula out, but they encourage yep. you to sit at it. You know, and then they did the same thing with like the throne and so forth. And you know, it, you know, I, I don't know if you need to be a, a fan of just Rob Zombie for those particular aspects because people are always climbing all over stuff to begin with. But this yeah. time, they're, they're telling you to. Well, let's be that that scare zone. First of all, you can't really call it a scare zone because, again, it's not scary. But but that zone right there, 100% fun. Just uh, just fun. There's loud music. Everybody's happy. Everybody's jumping around. There's a dancing goddamn robot. What else do you want with next to the dragon? <laughs> I mean, you know, you got the living dead girl, and those guys were really good. The uh, one cast was better than the other, but the living dead girl uh, uh, and the Rob Zombie the, – it was just a lot of fun. It was loud. Like Drew was saying, there's fire and it was just an exciting. Then you go to the other ones and it's just duds. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, that like you're saying, that would be the third best scare zone on normal year. I disagree. I think that that was a blast and I spent a lot of time. Drew, we spent a lot of time there. We sure did. I mean, there, it was a really good time. Yeah. I, I think, I do love that scare zone. I do think it's the best this year. There's actually somebody that I that you see consistently running through the thing and going hard scaring, and which is a rarity, I think, in the scare zones this year because I haven't seen a lot of scaring. But I I also think whether it's the scare zones or the houses, there's uh, it's all very subjective this year to the people that are going there because there's been a lot of talk from other people on the the socials about. The only reason why people go to Rob Zombie is because of the girls dancing, which they were smart this year, by the way, and putting them up in the, the like ten feet up in the air in the cages. Yeah, so that, yeah. that was a great them. idea. Very um, but there's people that are hardcore fans of Vanity Ball also, and I didn't like that. I I, I, I get the zone. I do like the girl that they take the face off of, you know, yeah. in the mini show, but. Yeah. Uh, there's been times that I've walked through there and I've had to edit out a video because people are just standing around talking to each other. Yeah. And I don't get like, there's not a lot of scaring going on and you know, people like it more power to them. I didn't necessarily like it. And then, yeah, I gotta say my first weekend, you know, cause I went, well, my only weekend, but the first weekend of the event, I, that was my experience too. Like a lot of them. And I don't know, maybe that's the point. I don't know why it would be, but a lot of scare actors really just stood around talking to each other. Yeah, like there are the people friends. on the runway. Yeah. Like, I'm like, is this a thing? Like, is that the intent? Like, it's supposed to be like runway gossip? I don't know. But for me, it was just, it, <laughs> well, because it's a runway. Like, you know, like, like maybe they're making, you know, there's a runway going and maybe the other people are just like talking. I don't know. I didn't care for, you know, I, I get what they were going for. Well, I guess I don't get what they were going yeah, for. Yeah, I don't go to their uh, at all. I understand why people are fascinated with it. I think the costumes, you know, do lend themselves to, you know, a, a, like this cult fan base. But at the same time, I, don't. I, I, I thought it was pretty. Um, and, I, you know, I, I, I 
I agree that pretty much uniformly, uh, other than Rob Zombie. And I last time we recorded a month ago, I was pretty freaking psyched for that Viking scare zone. Yep. Uh, I have regrets. There's like uh, <laughs> what is there like two or three Vikings in there, and then there's a lot of like seeming to me like leftover it, stuff. It's like it, orcs from Lord of the Rings. There's a Groot. <laughs> there's like a bat, a bat guy or a bear guy on the stilts, and there's, there's a bunch of World of Warcraft orcs. Yeah, yeah. Like straight out of like, like Lord of the Rings. They yeah. probably should have called it Warcraft. And then and then there's Zombieland, which is <laughs> just so. In my opinion, Zombieland and Vanity Ball are two of the worst scare zones that have ever been in like those locations in a long, long, long time. Zombieland is just completely uninspired, just garbage. Like like there's no there's no way around it. It's terrible. Like the voice acting is terrible on like the uh show in air quotes on on the stage there yeah it's just zombies there's pinball sounds for some freaking reason it's just it's so bad like it's the zombie kill of the week (laughs) like literally the voices in it sound like bill and ted like spoof voices you know like the actors look nothing like the ones from the movies and things like that and then vanity ball like i i don't i don't understand what it like why it's there like like we talk about <clears throat> like when they were doing ghostbusters like i always said things don't necessarily need to be scary to be included in halloween horror nights like right. ghostbusters is like about halloween like it's you know it's like spooky stuff but like funny stuff you know then there's horror vanity ball is neither halloween nor is it horror i don't know what it is i mean and every time i go through they're just like talking to people who are like sitting on the sidelines watching them. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's trash. It's total trash. You know, there is the one guy with the long hair that walks around holding the head. You guys know who I'm talking about? He's oh, wearing the, like, the, the he wears like a guy. <laughs> 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 he's wearing, he's wearing like a blue dress. He's got like long hair and his face is all jacked up and he's holding a, a severed head. You know, you don't know who I'm talking about. I don't know. I wasn't uh, paying that close attention. Yeah, actually, you can tell he works really hard. But you know, I mean, I only spent. So I was there for five nights, and I only spent like, I don't know, one night towards the beginning, kind of really hanging out and looking around in there. And after that, it was just kind of like this is worthless. And it was just like there's a couple of nice little beer carts in there, and that's the only reason I would go through because <laughs> I know exactly where the beer carts are, and they're never busy. You well, know, that and the best part of that zone is the Killer Clowns meet and greet that's at the front of it. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. You know, I got to say, I actually, I think Zombieland is ill-suited for as big an area as New York is. Um, at least my experience. I know they've added more stuff since I went. But a I car. Not a car. But I didn't mind, <laughs> like, I, so I never saw the show. I spent a lot of time in Zombieland, and at no point did I ever actually see the show, oddly enough. Oh, um, you, think? you can't miss it. It's, it's literally every 10 minutes. I they feel like I spent more than 10 minutes the there, and I never saw it. It's the same recording and the same thing for every single character that does it. Verbatim. And I yeah, never I've, saw I've heard that that was actually the second script. They're supposed to. There was a primary script that they were supposed to use initially, and that was like the, the, the rain-using script or whatever, but that's like script B for that show. Still bad. 
and they thought it was better than script A. <laughs> but even saying oh, that, like that zone, I believe, was supposed to be something else um, initially as well, when it would have been better suited, but we ended up with yeah. um, Zombieland. Yeah. So. It's like, hey, that movie's coming out. Yeah. I, you know, I, a- I, I thought there were some decent character interactions there. So, I, I, I mean, I can't say that I hated it. I, I You know, some of the, not the zombies, but some of the, the humans, like the, the lady with the frying pan and and some of that, like I, I, I had some good interactions um, with some of the scare actors there. I do notice that none of us are mentioning Ann Arcade because I guess it's yeah. so forgettable. So, yeah, so Ann Arcade, it's cool to know, look at. Yeah, it is cool to look at. There's a mask from some anime show that's in the the, the zone that people pointed out initially. Um, the arcade cabinets look cool. It looks kind of cool, but it. Everyone, you know, the girls that are on the stilts. I mean, it, to me, it's Lady Gaga. You know, no, that's it's like the, it's the Lady Gaga look and everything. And and we're supposed to be in the eighties. I I, don't. I just don't get like where everything comes from. So I don't know. And here's the thing: I know uh, we're being harsh because we're talking about the scare zones first. But I genuinely, there were only two houses that I walked out and I was like, man, eh, that really wasn't that great. But at least it was beautiful. Uh, out of the ten houses, I genuinely liked eight of them. I mean, I, I my my favorite ones were obvious, but if I had to rank them outside of like the top two or three, I'd have a hard time ranking them because I, I, agree I thought they were pretty damn good all around. And I think I think they run together towards the top where they're all really good, but there's not really a standout either, though. Disagree. I do agree, and you know, like, I actually to talk- me, go ahead like. Last year, like Poltergeist was like the runaway number one for pretty much everybody, you know. Yep, that's true. The year before that, Scarecrow was pretty much the runaway number one yeah. for everybody, you know. There, there's no Poltergeist or Scarecrow this year, in my opinion. I don't disagree, but you know, one of the things I actually said to to Kyle, um, there was no, and I know they they tried to get it with the Star Court Mall, but there's no real like wow moment, you know, like when you're walking up to like when they had the um. I don't remember the house of it, but it was the body collectors, and they had like the snow coming down, and the, you walked in, you like saw the two-story asylum, or the hedge mm-hmm. maze in The Shining, or the giant boat in Dead Water, or the cornfield in Scarecrow. Mm-hmm. The houses are all beautiful this year, but there's no like, oh my god, or like the yeah. town in Dead Water, not Dead, um, whatever, Ghost Town, Ghost Town. Ghost. You know, like, like this is a freaking town. <laughs> yeah, there was nothing of that scale. I felt, um, even though I liked all the houses, there nothing felt of that level. I agree with that. There's nothing really that, you know, blows your blows your shit away. There's just there's really not. But I think it's very consistent throughout the event. Like you said, uh, there's about eight that are pretty good. And then there's two that are just pretty bad, in my opinion. What's funny so is I what, think we're talking about different two. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's why I say like everything is subjective. So what, instead of ranking everything from top to bottom, what are your, your two least favorite houses? I bet you we all say the same ones. So I, I know Tom is going to be in the same board for, with, as me, I believe. So us would probably be my second least favorite. Now, I don't think that it's... So I've seen the movie and I think it's a very accurate representation of like walking through the movie, but there's a lot of dead area in it and it's just not really a scary movie to me. And, and you know, like, so like, and it's also like, so, and I'm going to, I give it a slight pass because this was one of those ones that was a last minute substitution. 
you know, like they just kind of did it. I, and you know, I mean, it's not, it's not horrible, but it's not good kind of thing. Um, to me, hands down the worst house this year, is stranger things. And I think the most offensive thing about it is so I think the house is just straight up. It's trash. I think it's horrible this year. There's almost no live actors in it. It feels like for long portions of time, season two all feels like the same scene over and over and over again. The season three stuff is really good. It's very brief, but it's very good. It doesn't have that same flair that it did last year. Like having the Demogorgons in it, like, cause people could be Demogorgons, you know, you can't have like actors as the demo dogs and like stuff like that. It just doesn't work this year. But the fact that everyone and their mother knew that stranger things was coming back this year. There's advertising centered around it. They have Starcart mall. They have all this stuff. There's tons of merchandise and that's how bad the house is. That's what really drives me crazy about it. Mm-hmm. Like we knew stranger things was coming back from like September 12th or whatever opening night was last year. When out of stay and scream, that queue was like two and a half hours right away. You knew, you knew stranger things was coming back next year and it's just absolute ass. It's horrible. I like the Stranger Things experience at Cabana Bay more than I like the house. Yeah, and now they have the <laughs> Stranger Things Connect game set up in that store. Over That's there. right. I haven't been back there. So, Tom, what are your two least favorite houses? Yeah, those are the two, but but I would switch them around. I thought Us was complete garbage. I thought that at least, at least with Stranger Things, even though it was terrible and bad, um that at least there were some cool things to look at, but that was all that there was really, everything's real kind of, uh, uh, stagnant. Like Drew saying, there just doesn't seem to be a lot of people and movement and things going on. It was just like scenes to look at. There's you know? no soul in it at all. Yeah. And us felt the same way. I mean, you'd walk into a room and there'd be a, a little girl there that was the size of my daughter, you know, just standing there staring blankly I mean, four or five different times. It was stupid. It was just, you know, and I did them multiple times. I didn't just do them once and say, oh, it's this stupid. I did them. I was there five nights and did them multiple, multiple times. And each run in both of those houses and Stranger Things and us were horrible, just terrible. So I'd, I'd say those two, but us is definitely at the bottom of my list. And Paul, what do you think? So, Oddly enough, those aren't my bottom two. They're in the bottom half. They're they're probably seven and eight, but nine and ten for me. And again, I went on opening weekend, and I know some improvements have been made since there. But I really, and for me, they're interchangeable. Uh, Depths of Fear and Nightingales, Blood Pit. Oh wow! Uh, I thought they were visually impressive on both of them. Like in both of them, I was like, wow! Like this does not feel like a tent house at all. But I also thought like both of them, the character or the creature designs were pretty terrible. Um, and I, I just, I genuinely didn't care for, you know, the, like I didn't get any, other than this is an impressive looking house, I got no emotional component of it at all. No scares, no, like I was just, I just walked through it like, huh, this is pretty, and then left. And I walked through all, all of them at least twice. Um, but I know. Some folks have gone back since and say Nightingales is scary as hell, and same with Depths of Fear. But for some reason, like that opening weekend, they just didn't connect with me. 
Well, to be fair, Paul, I'll tell you this, that my first night there was the first night of the second of the second week. And the people that I were, was with didn't want to go through nightingales. They're like, nah, it's terrible. And I was like, no, I'm going through it. And if you want to come, come. So we all went through it. And when we got out, everybody's like, oh, wow, it's so much better than it was opening weekend. So, yeah, it could be when yeah. you when you go when you've gone too. So, yeah, I, it has I, I like increased. It. it has gotten much better. Well, you know, you guys mentioned Stranger Things like the first night I walked through Stranger Things and I'm like, huh, that was amazing. That was yeah. amazing. And then the second night I walked through it, I'm like, oh, OK, I get why people don't like this. <laughs> I'm like, it, like the first time I walked through, I was really lost in some of the larger set pieces, like the, the giant mind flare and stuff like that. I'm like, wow, wow. And the second night I'm like, oh, wait, like there aren't any actors in this house. This is why nobody yeah. likes it. Um, so I, cause so, I think I went through that house three times. The stranger things. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Because I went the first three nights. So I was, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I went through that one three times. Yeah. Stranger things is my second to last favorite house or least favorite house I, it's awful i mean i haven't watched all of two and three but i, I go through and i think it's been the consensus of every group that i've gone through with um except for when you went through the opening night paul you're the only person that i've spoken to that said it was awesome but um the last time that we went through which was just like a week and change ago there was a woman like my age that was playing 11 in uh <laughs> in, like the front room and i was like whoa like <laughs> We, we've gone deep into the subs at this point, but uh, <laughs> then uh, the, uh, the least favorite house for me is Nightingales. It's it the costumes are laughable, the bird people, and they you know, and I feel bad because there's actors in there that we know, but the, there's like one of the the Rome the first Roman that's in there, like boxing in the beginning of the thing was like boxing and saying hello and um it. it I, nothing makes any sense. It, it's 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 just god awful. It seems Look at like all it, those chickens. Yeah, it's it's basically uh, what I would expect at like a fairgrounds type thing. It's 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 total shit. Let's just be honest. But, Why did know, they put beaks on these things? Why did they take the original Latin gales and put beaks on them? I don't. That's what I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, they, they didn't yeah. used to have beaks, right? Like, I'm not imagining no. that. Okay. No. And it reminds me, I don't remember if you guys, I don't know, I don't know if you guys, I don't remember if you know either, but I, I, I don't know if you remember, like, probably 10 or more years ago, like, Burger King did this thing with, like, the like the angry chicken, whatever, that was interactive <laughs> on the computer. Like, you could tell him things, and he was in the living room, and he would always be angry about stuff. Like, that, those costumes, they're the angry chickens. Every time that I go through, I'm like, I can't believe that I'm remembering this thing from however many years ago, but it's the angry chicken house. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they, but at why the they risk of... Them. Of being like the negative cast, like I, we should probably talk about our two favorites at least. You know, like I, I feel like everything we're saying is negative, but we're like, oh, but it was a great year. It's um, so my worst is also my favorite. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, but because my favorite was Nightingales. No. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, what? So, what were your two favorites then? I, my number one, you know, far and away. I shouldn't say far and away. <laughs> <laughs> my number one was House of a Thousand Corpses. Like at no point did that change throughout the weekend. And my number two was Graveyard Games. I, uh, Graveyard Games was very much like the classic, awesome Halloween Horror Nights house for me. 
I, I freaking loved it. I, I loved it even more after doing the behind the scenes or whatever, unmasking the horror thing. But House of a Thousand Corpses, like, captured the movie perfectly. Like, the music was great. The acting was great. The set design, like, everything was perfect in that house, which is great, which is funny to me because it's usually, like, it was in that area that I really don't like the houses that are usually in that. We talked about this last time that are in that building. Yes. So how about you? Yes. I loved it. I thought that the facade was amazing. I mean, it was so much fun. Having the little uh, the phone booth there was was a nice touch. Um, yeah, everything, pretty much any house that we've gone through there before since they started doing them uh, by Men in Black is, have, hasn't been that great. And this was f- fantastic. I easily would say that that was my favorite house. The, the uh, first night I went through, God, I, let's see. See, they all start running together, but but I want to say the very first time I went through the the uh, Captain Spaulding at the front that talks about uh, you know your mama and go take your mama some chicken. <laughs> I mean, he was just he was in my face and rattle, and then from there it just didn't stop. It was just hardcore the whole way through, and it was excellent. I loved it. I love that house. I can't say enough about it. Definitely my number one house for the year. Uh, number number two, two, I'd say Yeti. <clears throat> you know, and, and we start getting it starts getting fuzzy right there after number one because like Yeti, Monsters Graveyard, you can make cases for any of those on any given night of of that that was the best house, you know, or, or whatever it might be. But Yeti seemed to be more consistent. Um, I, I love the uh, the sets in there. I love the the Yetis weren't ridiculous looking with beaks or or fishmen or anything like that. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Those, those, those two those two would probably be my top two for the for the year kyle i yeah i like uh corpses is hands down number one it's been number one since day one and i think mm-hmm. um it was my most anticipated house besides ghostbusters and uh it's remained top of the list and i've never had a bad run going through corpses and we've gone through that house and circled right back around again and gone in again yeah um, so much it's, fun it's i think it's great um the second house uh actually before i even go to, I, I actually i think this is like the year of rob zombie at the park so it, and it's funny because they the two things that i think are the best at this halloween horror nights uh year are two things that they're not advertising really at all you know it's, huh. not, it's not part of like their promotion so um the number two for me is Universal Monsters. It, it's phenomenal. I so love going good. through that house. Yeah. Um, and Paul and I did the backstage thing um, the first Saturday, which I would never recommend to anybody to do again, like early in the morning, because it just sucks the life out of you having to get up early after going to the things so late at night. But um, they 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 told us in that house like what got used over again. So there's a section in there, I think, with like. Uh, the hunchback am I, am I getting this wrong paul like keep me keep me straight but no you're um, right but it's the, it's reused from the uh the witch from scary tales oh uh, yeah there's the, that's the um phantom of the opera room, yeah okay yeah. yeah i was literally like yeah this is totally scary tales for even the first time i went through it yeah so it goes to show like you know where everybody complains about stuff being reused and everything they're very good at being frugal and reusing um props and costumes and stuff like that so but that house has some of the lowest ceilings ever in Halloween Horror Nights history, and 
Um, they're the lowest allowed by uh, the governing body of law to, to be in there to make you feel claustrophobic. Um, there's multi-scares in there. The the uh, costumes are great. I love that there's multiple gill man. And, um, it's, it, I, I love it. I love that house. Yep. I don't love the walk to go back there. Oh, my God. It's torture. <laughs> but I do like that house. You know, the, we probably are going to end up talking about uh, how they screwed up the ops with going back there, too. Yeah, at least for graveyard games, it's really bad. Yeah. Yes. For me, for me, it's been... Because, I mean, I think I've probably gone more than Kyle's gone, right? We were. I mean, I've been going like twice a week, pretty much. Doing most of the houses every night when we go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, so, right now I have corpses, number one. Because it's been the most consistent for me in terms of uh, scares, and I think it's just it's just a really good house. Like it's close quarters, especially once you get to that second half of the house when you are going towards Doctor Satan and all that stuff. It gets real tight in there, and it gets real intense in there very quick. <laughs> That's um, what she said. <laughs> so, because we went through it on Sunday. And there was a lot of the cast missing on the first half of the house. Like there was even a spot where um, it's normally like a scare actor, and there was just an ops person standing in that area at that time. But still, once we got to that um, to that section, I mean, it made up for the rest of the house. Like it was really good. Um, I originally had Graveyard Games number one, but the more I've done it, um, the more stuff has gone kind of missing out of it, and it seems a little more empty than it's been. Um, and it doesn't really have like a strong finale to it. It just kind of ends. Um, I think my number two is probably Yeti. I love Yeti. It's super fun. Um, really good, uh, like scenic design and some like really cool scares, like interesting ones, like the, uh, Yeti that puts that rips through the guy's, uh, torso with his with his hand. Yeah. The the one the guy who's like be quiet and the door slams in his face. It's amazing. Um there's just a couple of dead areas in it that I wish had more like scares in it and stuff, but Monsters is super close. But it's so dependent on timing. If you have a really good run of monsters, it's probably the best house of the year. But I think I've only had like one or two runs of it where I've gotten everything and it really blew me away, but it's, it's like in that top tier for sure. Um, but it's just, I haven't really had like enough amazing runs of it. So, uh, what's your middle house? No, I'm just, (laughs) (laughs) so we're not going to rate the houses, but what about the other six? Um, so, you know, a couple of non house things that I wanted to, to mention. So the food stuff this year, you know, usually, yeah, they brought back the pizza fries. I never got to try the s'mores fries. They um, are the shit, bro. They're yeah, so they're, that's what everyone tells me. Yeah, they're the best. But everyone tell you know, but, like, they made a big deal about that Starcourt Mall thing. I gotta say, like, I was kind of disappointed. It was just kind of like a couple of food tents with themed signs. And now they sell Twinkies for, like, six bucks. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I will say, I do like the fact that they have, like expanded out so there's more food options there's more drink options and there's the thing at the the cabana bay even if it's only like a 30 second experience it's kind of cool that they're like branching out into you know making halloween horror nights like the whole universal orlando resort you know you can visit different places and get a little bit of all of it 
So I thought it was a good year. I mean, it's not over, so I shouldn't. No. You know, there's still like a month left. There's because it's. I think it goes through first weekend of November, right? It's just the first weekend, though, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I mean, there's still almost a month left, and you know, I'm, I'm I don't know if it'll end with like 24 did with an announcement of what the theme for 30 will be. Probably not. But you know. I, 30 is going to be a big year. I could see it happening. Will we get Jack? I don't want Jack. Jack. That's the thing. We're definitely going to get Jack. We'll definitely get Jack, but I kind of don't want... I mean, I don't want Jack as the only thing. I don't think we're going to get as much as as we think we are. (laughs) Yeah. Jack, next year? I I could see, like, you know, they're running out of IPs, you know, of their own, I think, right? So, I mean, why not do, like, a year of just, or mostly, um, icons? I would see, I, I think people would be all into that if they're fans, but, you know, you talk to anyone who's not, uh, the, the people who we usually have on our Twitter feeds, like our friends and the folks on this podcast, like, if I talk to the random person on the street or the people at work who go attend the event, they go for the IPs. Like if it was if they did another year like twenty one that was all original ideas, I honestly think they would that would hurt their sales. Uh, I you know I think the general public goes for the IPs the you know the Stranger Things the Walking Dead's the I mean Ghostbusters isn't as even as big as us or Stranger Things to a modern day audience. So you know I, I think you you need the IPs they got to figure something out there but hopefully for thirty there will be enough fan service. Uh, for the rest of us. I think people have, I, I don't know. I, I think that people have heard about the other, you know, about the icons and everything. So now they've been brought in by the IPs and it's time to like, kind of pull the trigger and go, go full on for next I year. Think, I think they can do it. If they really like, they'd have to get at least one big IP, like, not a Stranger Things because it's been there, it's been done. But if they were to get – like, just for example, if they were to get something like It, that would garner some traction where people would be like, oh, man, you know, like we got to go do that. Then you can get away with not having as many, you know, but it has to be something new and different that hasn't been done yet. Not not something like Michael Myers' Halloween that they've done a couple of times now. It has to be something completely new and, like, next level. Although like, there think, is another Halloween movie next year, right? There is, but yes. there's also one the year after that. Fair. So I think at that point, you might as well just wait until they're all done and kind of do that new saga like in one shot. Um, I know we're not really doing like predictions or anything just yet, but I truly think like with the success of like Ghostbusters with all the merch and you know all this yeah. kind of stuff, like I, I don't think something like a Beetlejuice house isn't out of like the realm of possibility right now. You know, like Beetlejuice is hot right now with the Broadway show and everything. They, you know, they have the rights to him. It'd be super easy, and he's been at the park since like day one. So what better way to kind of have like an easy IP on your 30th anniversary than something in house like that? You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. and we do have another Ghostbusters movie coming out next year. Oh boy! And another purge movie. Yes. Oh no! Another purge <laughs> <mini series. laughs> oh no! So yeah, I know we're not talking. We'll, we'll probably talk predictions at the end of the year, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I uh, for me overall, I give twenty nine big thumbs up. Uh, it, well, a big thumbs up for houses. 
pretty much a thumbs down across the board for the scare zones. And I never saw Academy of Villains yet. Oh, dude, that show is so good. I'm going to see it, but I just haven't done it yet. I got to say that that show is like it's one of those shows that I I don't I only saw it once and I kind of regret it because so much goes on. Like you can't watch it all at one time. So you kind of like have to go back and see the other part of the stage or, you know, there's there's just so much going on simultaneously. I thought that show both shows are just incredible this year. So. It's interesting because I don't want to stir up everything here, but obviously, like if you're following along hardcore social media, the the, you know, the, the surveys are out there asking about, um, do you like Academy of Villains or do you like Bill and Ted? And you have you know a new Bill and Ted movie coming out, and you have the anniversary year coming up, and I I don't see that there's any way that we don't see a return of Bill and Ted next year. I hope so. I very much hope so. I do I do love the two schools of thought and how different they are. Where a lot of people who are like for Bill and Ted are like, yeah, that would be great. And then Academy of Villains can go like back to the stage on Hollywood or maybe like animal actors and stuff. And then the Academy of Villains <laughs> fans, the Academy of Villains fans are like, fuck Bill and Ted. That's some some straight white boy shit. <laughs> it's been it's been insane. Like it's literally like. Like it's they making it sound like if you love Bill and Ted, like your name must be like Keith or Tyler, and you know, <laughs> you know and you're like a frat boy or something. Well, to be fair, no. Are those kidding. frat boy names? I don't. Know. I don't know. Oh, Kyle's like, a frat boy name. Would it be like Chad. Fred? Fred yeah, Bruce. Chad's a good one. I feel like Keith is a really, really douchey Chad, name. Chadworth. Sense <laughs> all the Keiths out there. Keithworth. Here's the thing about Academy of Villains. And it doesn't really matter because I'm I'm not going to get thumbs down on my video, but <laughs> uh, haven't we pretty much seen seen it? You know, I mean, it's I mean, it's they do different years. things. Every he kicks year. around a soccer ball. Well, I mean, you know, yay! So I, do, I, I like it, this year's a lot. At it's least, very good. at least Bill and Ted will add some variety, you know, and some humor and something. I don't know. It just seems like we've seen them dance around and fire and pyro and lasers and <clears throat> people with, you know, double jointed. And we, we've seen that, you know, for a few years in a row now. And it's kind of, it's going to be kind of the same thing next year, right? I, so, well, I think what they I should do. Needs- I'm sorry. I don't, I don't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, Paul. No, I think go, what they go. should just do is freaking have Bill and Ted. Have the Academy of Villains as the dancers in the Bill and Ted show. Just freaking combine them. And on the, you know, in Hollywood, where you have that other, where you could have another stage, you bring back, especially for 30, have some type of Carnage Returns type show. You know, some type of, of that was, we haven't had anything of that caliber or that kind since 25. I want to see some type of show like that. And, you know, they, they try to replace it with like these little shows, like the zombie land thing or the little stages yeah. throughout. And right. those are fun and all. And I enjoy seeing those, but I want to see a show, you know, starring, you know, the, the, the icon of the event that like a nice 15 minute show. I think that would be cool. They, so they, uh, why, I, I always want to say like, why not both? Why can't you have both? Right. Yeah. So like, you could have three shows. I mean, realistically, the scare zone is such such a garbage in New York, and it has been for the last couple of years. Like, why not just put the the Academy of Villains show there? 
Mm-hmm. You know, and then you could tie that scare zone into what Academy of Villains is doing that year. You know, mm-hmm. have it all all together. You could put another Jack show or whatever over in in Hollywood, and you could still have Bill and Ted. You could literally do everything. You know, and it, it's I guess it come down to budget, right? You know, like what yeah. can what can you put on? But I, I I don't know if it's an either or. People have very poor selective memory, I think, when it comes to Bill and Ted. Often where there was an awful lot of years that people were walking out and going like, Oh my God, like that's got to go away. Yeah. It, it was, you know, cause there were a lot of years that it was not, not that fantastic. 26. <laughs> so. Yeah. I just uh, love Bill and Ted for those last few years. I really, I, I gotta right. say like, I don't need to see them come back. I know I, I, I enjoyed them when I first started going to Halloween Horror Nights, but those last few years were kind of tough. I'm like, oof, yeah, no, I was ready for a change. So, but <laughs> yeah, I, you, you know, know, I get it's been four. By the time they come back, it'll have been three, four years, right? Something like that. Twenty seven yeah. was the last year. Um, so it would, I, it would, they, it would be silly to not bring them back, especially with the new movie, especially if the new movie does well. I'm the, I'm the guy that that does not want to go sit cheek to cheek with some. <laughs> with another sweaty fat guy and and watch that show and take time away from going through the houses you know it's so the shows are so far at the bottom of my priority list <clears throat> that uh you know it, i don't know it's it's just not something that really is on my radar unless i have extra time and and um i i'm i, I could care less really to be honest with you whatever they put there i hear you so that's a vote for Bill and Ted from Tom. <laughs> Honestly, it is. Yeah, well, I'd be more apt to go see that. Do, you could do both. Do yeah. it all. Do it all. Just take over both parks and City Walk. Big stages yeah. out there that you could put a show. Yeah, put it at the City Walk Lagoon stage. Yes. <laughs> and we could bring our hurricanes down. Oh my God! <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> <laughs> So uh, let's talk a little bit more about Halloween Horror Nights, but uh, on the other coast, one of us went. <laughs> Three of us didn't. <laughs> so quarter of the conversation is about to happen. Oh, but I want to hear all about it. I, it looks I think like you had a lot of fun. It was trash. <laughs> it wasn't good? No, it's not good. It, oh, I thought it, you were joking. If you, go, if, you go, if you go to Orlando and then you go to Hollywood... It is a different world, and it's a much cheaper world in terms of the budget that goes into the houses there. Yeah. Um, so, all right, so let's so let's let's okay. So we went to Universal Studios Hollywood there for one day. We spent some of the morning there. We went back to our hotel to kind of relax because everyone always says that Halloween Horror Nights in Hollywood is a lot more walking than Orlando. I don't necessarily agree. With I don't that, know that I would uh, agree with that. I didn't get that impression. Have you? So have you ever been before, Paul? Not to, I, sh- I shouldn't say. I haven't been to Halloween Horror Nights, but the park itself didn't feel like more So the, the thing about Horror Nights over there is that three of the houses are on the back lot over there. Ah, okay. Well, so maybe. where the Transformers attraction is, there's like a walkway that brings you to like some of the New York City sets that are down there that have three of the houses there. So... We only went for one night. We purchased Express to kind of make sure that we got to do everything. So we started with Ghostbusters over there. 
so we went my plan was to start at the back lot because all those houses are basically like sprung tents what would be here in orlando um some of the houses that are on the upper lot like house of a thousand corpses there is in the water world um queue and it's uncovered so it's literally like if you go through it during the daytime the house is outside you're in you're in the sun when you're in the house so my plan was if we start at the the lower lot we'll work our way up so that it's definitely dark by the time we get to the houses that have potential outdoor elements um so we did ghostbusters first the one good thing that i'll say two good things about their ghostbusters house they do have an awesome facade out front because they actually do have the firehouse um and their marshmallow stay puff scene is way better than ours um the rest of their house for ghostbusters was absolute garbage there was um almost no actors dressed as ghostbusters besides the first room that you walk in um there's a lot of static props that don't really do much and it was the beginning of the trend of lots of dark rooms, like the dark hallway rooms where there's not really much in them. You know, so like if you if you did the one in Orlando, when you see the librarian and then you go into that dark room where she'll pop out of that um, hole in the wall, they have those type of rooms everywhere in all of their houses there, just constant. And sometimes it'll be three or four rooms in a row that are like that. Um, Ghostbusters was was my second uh, bottom second on my list, second to least favorite. Wow. Um, we did the Frankenstein versus Wolfman house. That was pretty good. Um, if I if I ranked it like for an Orlando house, um, it probably would have been like in the middle of the pack. You know, it was good. It wasn't anything life changing, but it was good. It had some good scares in it. There wasn't that many of those dark um, rooms in it compared to like Ghostbusters and things. Creep show, I loved. I thought that was one of my favorite ones. That might have been my favorite one of the night, honestly. Um I've seen the movie. I haven't seen the show that they did some of the scenes based on or anything. Um but it was really cool like the way that they did it. Like you walk into the comic book, that was the facade of the house. And then each room kind of had like the poster to set up for it you know like those anthology type houses they always do but one effect that they do there that it got me multiple times is like those posters are kind of like um those walls that are like sheer sheets where people can jump out of them all the time Uh. like you'll be going in and it's like you know the father's day and like the creeper guy will like jump out of it before you go into the scene and stuff like and it's really effective they did that in house of a thousand corpses as well and it was a really good scare um so we worked our way back to the to the the lower lot which is it is a nice walk and it's uphill it's like it's a pain in the ass if if i was going to that park regularly for halloween horror nights like i don't think i would go to the the back lot every single time i go because it's like that walk from uh, the monster's house back to et like times that by like four Hmm. like it, it it's a haul um their killer clowns from outer space was pretty much on par with the one in Orlando. Theirs was a little bit more scenic. Some of the rooms were like really cool and really well done. God, we didn't um, even talk about that house. It, it, Cause it's, it's not, it's not great and it's not terrible either. It's, it's, yeah. it's good. Um, their stranger things house. If you think ours was bad. Oh, oh, oh boy. <laughs> the one in Hollywood. 
Yeah, that is a steaming pile of poop right there, man. <laughs> I mean, so let me start you off by telling you that when we – so we had Express. The standby line for this house when we went was two and a half hours at this point. Now, the Express there is very much unlike ours where it's actually like front of the line access. Like it's more like Hello Scream where you just kind of go to the front and you go into the house. So we walked in, uh, tons and tons of static props. No, not a lot of actors. Do they pulse you there? No, they, they, they do sometimes depending like that house. They weren't because the line was two and a half hours. They, they, there ain't nobody got no time for that. Um, Creep show we got pulsed through, which I think is part of the reason why it was so good. Yeah. Um, but just tons and tons of like mannequins where they have they actually have it where the back of it is turned to you, so you can't even see. Like it literally could just be a department store mannequin. Like you don't know what it is. Um there's a part where it's the pumpkin patch from season two with all yeah. the rotted pumpkins and things. Uh there's no trees in that room. Um, there's two guys in like hazmat suits just walking around. They're not doing anything. They're literally just walking around. Um, and then it's followed up by like four rooms of just darkness before you get to the caves, which like Orlando is just like the same thing over and over again, except all those like, um, they, they, to me, they look like the alien, the thing that jumps on your mouth, on your face, spitting water at you every single one that you go by. Um, and then it had, so the, they have the thing where it says season three, you know, and it was one room. It was Hopper's cabin. It looks nothing like the one from the show. And there's no big mind flayer. It's just the little arms coming through the walls. Uh, it was, Oof. so now Ashley, my fiance, she loves Stranger Things. She even likes the one in Orlando for all of its faults. We walked out of the one in Hollywood and she turned to me and went, Wow. <laughs> like that was real bad. Um, and then like to wrap up, they had the walking dead attraction, which is what about holidays in hell? So that I'm going to get to it. Get okay. To it. So we, we did, <laughs> we did the walking dead attraction, which of course is like a normal daytime thing. Um, I didn't think it was that terrible, honestly, like it wasn't great, but it was I better to me. To me, it was better than Ghostbusters and Stranger Things for damn sure. Um, Holidays in Hell was really fun. That was probably like in the top three that we did that day. Um, loved. So they had like, you know, New Year's. Valentine's Day was great, like the whole Tunnel of Love concept. Um, they had Fourth of July where there was like a dude with like all of his limbs blown off and everything. Like, and then it empties out into a Christmas scare zone. Ah. And the thing so the thing about scare zones there is they are not like scare zones in Orlando at all. They're more of like mini mazes that are outdoors, but it was kind of unfortunate because the only way to access that Christmas scare zone is to do the house. Uh, so oh. the house literally empties out into that zone and it's a one-way path. <laughs> um but it was really cool like they had a yeti statue and they had like um Dudes running around. They had a, a baby New Year guy running around going crazy. It was it was fun. It was a good. Was he was he powdery? He was. He was a big powdery man baby. Um, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> the uh, 
the Us House <laughs> Hollywood. It, to me, I, a lot of people had Us as being their favorite house in Hollywood. And to me, it was same as Orlando. It's kind of in that bottom tier. There was not much to it. Yeah. Um, Curse of Pandora's Box was my favorite. It w- it relied a lot on darkness, but it was like those black light looking characters with those crazy scares. And I, I'm going to throw it back because I know Paul's going to know the house that I'm talking about. It felt like a sequel to the in-between house that they did at Halloween Horror Nights a long time ago, which is one of my favorite oh, yeah. of the 3D crazy houses like yeah, that. Yeah, that was a good house. That house was excellent. That was the best 3D house they ever did in Orlando, and this really felt kind of like that one did. And one of the really one of the coolest things about it is the first room of that house is unlike any house that I've done. It was like a show scene. They let in about mm, 15 people maybe, so they they pulse you through this house. They let in about 15 people and you're in this like storefront for like Pandora's box, you know, Pandora's jewelries or whatever. And you're met by this dude in like a robe and the, and that he does some kind of crazy spell or whatever. And then the wall opens up and it's huh. like stepping into Pandora's box with all these crazy creatures in it and stuff. Mm. Uh, that house was my favorite cool. hands down by far. Um, and then I think that only one left would be house of a thousand corpses, which was not as scenic as Orlando's, but Overall, I think it was more intense than the one in Orlando from start to finish. Um, it was weird that Captain Spaulding is, is a masked character there instead of like a makeup one like the ones we have here. Mm-hmm. Um, they elaborated a lot more on the murder ride, which I thought was a which is kind of what I expected more from the one in Orlando. Um, Dr. Satan there was awesome. The only problem with that house is that there was a lot of those black rooms that some of the other houses suffered from. However, the actors in that house truly gave no shits because they were getting up in people's faces and they were destroying, they were destroying folks. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, overall, now my opinion is is that if you are in Hollywood, if you're in California, it's worth taking the time out to go to it. But in no way is it worth taking a trip for that, because um, uh. we went, you know, we went for Disneyland, and Universal was part of our trip just because we were there at that time. So I'm not upset that I spent my time there. The Express Pass, all it cost, it was very costly. Um, but there's, I mean, it was so busy there. Most of the most of the lines after it hit about eight thirty were 90 minutes or more and with our express i don't think we waited longer than four minutes for any house like it was crazy um we didn't see the jabberwocky show um because we got completely soaked on jurassic world and we just wanted to go home at that point (laughs) um i mean uh, would i go back if i'm in the area yeah sure but i don't i don't foresee myself like going crazy to go out of my way to go to it ever again Sounds like we're changing the plans for the bachelor party. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I think the other thing too out there is that there's so much more competition with other smaller houses and, and things too. So Well, I mean kind yeah. of the the big one out there is is knots, isn't it? Knots is big. Yeah. There there's a lot of independent haunts and that goes back to, you know, like when we've gone out to Midsummer Scream and these home haunts and um, one that we'll talk about in a little bit with uh, Dark Harbor from Queen Mary. 
um, you know, out there as well. So they, there's there's alternatives to horror nights for sure. So and you can't drink. Yeah. Did you notice a difference, Drew? I mean, is it noticeable? Um. So they. They do serve drinks there. There are bars there. There's just not as many, it seems uh, like. Now, I think the reason why they don't serve as much as Orlando um, is, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, the people that go there. I don't think that's the problem at all. Um, when you're there, to me, it seems like they have different um, – liquor laws or you know like liquor licenses there Mm -hmm. between areas of the park because when you go on when you're on the lower lot and you're heading to the back lot you're not allowed to bring alcohol but they sell alcohol on the back lot so like you know how if you're at universal studios and you have a drink you can't bring it to city walk right but if you're on city walk you have a drink you can't bring it into universal studios Mm -hmm. it's kind it seemed like that might have been the case um and I believe too that if you're on like the upper lot, like you can't bring it to the lower lot. Like there was all kinds of weird restrictions with it. Hmm. Um, so I think that might be why, just because it's a freaking headache, you know. And from an operation standpoint, they're so far behind Universal Orlando with the way that they run the event. Because what they would just do is, if you had a ticket to go into the event, they'd scan your ticket and they'd give you a wristband to wear. So for the first like two hours, everywhere you go, they're asking you to raise your hand so they can, they can see your wristband to see if you have a Halloween Horror Nights ticket. <laughs> Instead of sweeping everyone out of the park right, and doing it the way that they do it in Orlando, I mean, it's literally like there's checkpoints with employees, security, and police everywhere checking for these damn wristbands. So it's kind of like Mickey's not so scary. Yeah, kind of. But it's just, it's just a mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry about that. I just have to ask all the hard-hitting alcohol-related questions. Yeah, here. No, I, I mean we didn't. You know, we didn't partake in like any. We had some of the food at their their Star Court Mall. Mm-hmm. They had like Demogorgon tachos. <laughs> one of the one of the cool things that they had is they had they, the had they had scoops ahoy over there. Right. Um, and even the employees in their scoops ahoy were dressed like the ones from the show. Um, I don't know why they don't do that in Orlando. It seems like little things like that they were they were really good at, and like stupid small things, um, like the US House. All of their so like in Orlando when you'll go, everyone's wearing like the orange shirts tucked into the black pants outside of each house and stuff. Yeah. They have their guys wearing robes for some reason. Um, but at the US House, all the employees were wearing those like brown gloves that the characters in the house wear. <laughs> it was like such a weird like little thing that I was like, huh, that's kind of funny. You know, like overall it's like it's you know, it's fun. I don't regret spending my time there. Yeah. But it's definitely, definitely not on par with Orlando. Hmm. Actually surprised to hear you say that. I thought Thank that you, you had... come to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've got some other Halloween-related events to talk about that are also not Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando. <laughs> yeah, so it's an, we have another event that actually takes place in multiple locations, and we're talking about uh, Hollow Scream yeah. from Bush Gardens. Yep. So um, I can quickly wrap up the Tampa Hollow Scream. Uh, cheap Seats were invited out to the media night for 
um, Hollow Scream out in Tampa. This year they have six houses. Five of them are repeats. One of them is brand new. Um, the five that are repeats um, were kind of like their all-star lineup, but they've uh, tweaked them to add different things to it. So they're like Motel Hell is infested uh, with bugs. So instead of residents of the motel scaring you, it's basically uh, kind of like exterminators throughout like every thing. And they don't necessarily jump scare because I guess the suits are kind of heavy. So they're, they're mostly just <laughs> popping out. But uh, Death Water Bayou was another one. Um, Insomnia was back. And uh, they, they added the giant animatronic that used to be outside of Scarlet's house. Um, into the Insomnia house now. It doesn't fit, but it was cool to see it back. I mean, it, it, <laughs> literally, it fits size-wise, but, you know, you kind of walk by and, and think, like, the people that had not been there before that we talked to that were that were going through with us were like, hey, that thing is pretty cool, because it's a, it's a giant freaking animatronic. It's it's awesome. Right. Yep. But the sheep was back, or the goat. Yes. The sheep, sheep the is, the sheep is eating me. <laughs> um, Black Spot was back. Uh, it's not much that I could say about Black Spot. Um, Simon Slaughterhouse was back also, and um, I, I, from what I can remember, I think it was like the same exact thing as last year. Um, the new house this year is called The Residence, which is basically like it's a suburban house uh, that the people seem perfect or normal, and you know you, you kind of go behind the walls and you realize that it's a full-on like satanic cult family. And they really kind of push the limit with the house where uh, you go through and at one point they're they're bringing they're they're cooking dinner uh, and what what's for dinner is a baby in a pot oh on the uh, on the table and they they're playing the Lord's Prayer over the loudspeaker as they're as you go through the room so I was like whoa well thank God it wasn't a dog <laughs> I was like this this took a turn and. Uh, you know, you go through the, the house and uh, they basically, you know, you're going to kill you and put you in the garden to fer- use you as fertilizer. Or uh, you go to the next in this next room, there's a full on satanic mass taking place. And sure. the, 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 the like the, there's a curtain at the bottom of the table and this devil shoots out. And I was like, whoa, this is without a doubt the most metal house that I've ever been through. <laughs> so, we went through and I was like, I got to go through that house again. And we, we went we looped back through. Um so I like that house. It, you know, unfortunately it's in the same spot as, um, zombie mortuary in the past. And, um, you know, I don't think anything's ever going to top the, the memory of zombie mortuary, but the, the one thing that they do better at Bush gardens. And I know this is hard for some people to believe this because people are so worked up about uh, being hardcore horror nights fans, but the scare zones at scare zone. Bush gardens, are actually scary. You know, so much, they're so much better. Yeah, they're not only they're scary. There's some really creepy zones with like you know people that are dressed up as like little kids and stuff. And I mean, man, they were so much better. And totally there, agree. there was one zone that's not even like considered a zone on the list. I think that was literally just Manus Bush. There was like twelve Manus Bush. <laughs> Man is bush on stilts. Man is bush just jumping out consistently through the the bushes, you know, and the the flowers and stuff. So, not that that's like the highlight of scare zones, but they're actually trying to scare you. You know, right. the the scare zones were really well done. I think you know we said this years back. 
um, when the the Voodoo Queen uh, house was going on at Horror Nights, and they had the uh, Voodoo Queen zone uh, or whatever at the the different events, we were like, it's too bad you can't match the the, the events up together and have like really awesome houses at Horror Nights and um, the the scare zone um, level at uh, intensity level at Bush Gardens. So um, the monsters ride the rides as well. So if you're going to get on a couple of the roller coasters, you might be riding what's the like zombies or different monsters and, and things like that. Cars. Yeah. Um, not only the bumper cars, but like Cobra's curse and, um, cheetah hunt and stuff like that. Like they were on the rides. Um, the, we watched the show fiends again, and I know a lot of people are down on fiends, but I think if some folks knew who wrote fiends, um, in the past, I'm not sure if it's the same this year, they probably wouldn't be so negative, but, uh, I, I think people sometimes are negative for the sake of being negative, but fiends this year, I thought was pretty good. Um, much better than it has been for the last few years that we've seen it. And, uh, they kind of alluded to like the, the show was ending. So I'm not sure if it's going away. This is their, their 20 years of fear. Um, and I feel like they kind of threw like the kitchen sink out there in the zones, at least. And I think that as far as the houses only having six of them, it's because they only have room for like six houses. They have, you know, they've got other stuff going on. So you can't have the Scarlet house because they're building, um, Iron Gwazi, or I think that's what it's called now. And uh, anyway, Bush Gardens, Hollow Scream. I thought it was a it was a viable alternative to Horror Nights. You know, if you were looking to go on like a Saturday night or something like that. So if your past doesn't have Saturdays, it's good. Nurses, the nurses were back, but they were Just... not back for photo ops this time. No photos. <gasps> oh. Damn it. Back photo ops if you go to do if you do the fright feast thing i think they they take pictures there well there were no nurses at bush gardens williamsburg anymore well then so <laughs> you know we used to have a, tom doesn't even care now i know dead to me <laughs> uh you know we used to have the nurses and a fiend show uh, but this year they actually got rid of the fiend show and instead they have uh dr freakenstein and the nurses in uh, one of the houses. So last year they had a house. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> last year they had a house called Vault 20 because last year was their 20th anniversary at Bush Gardens Williamsburg, uh, Hollow Scream. And it was called Vault 20. They had, and it was basically a bunch of rooms and characters from the 20 years of Hollow Scream. In fact, you walk in into kind of a morgue and along all the, um, the drawers or whatever. Um, are like signs of previous Halloween or Hollow Scream houses and zones and things like that. And Vault Twenty was a great house. Well, this year they've call it they call it Vault Overtaken, and they've made enhancements to it, including the addition of Doctor Frankenstein and the nurses. And they're they're kind of dressed like the naughty nurses, but they like gave them deformed faces, kind of thing. Uh, so they introduced them to the house, and it's a great house. Uh, other than that, you know, Bush Gardens Williamsburg really kind of, uh, you know, really kind of just they they brought back all uh, all the houses and the scare zones from last year, or they call them territories, but everyone calls them scare zones, and so they brought all those back this year. Can I can I interrupt yeah. one second though, Paul? Because you were talking about like the the twenty years, and I completely forgot to say this while I was saying glowing reviews about the scare zones for 
Tampa hollow scream. They did do something to celebrate the 20th anniversary and they have the, the major icons from the past 20 years making an appearance, not in the house like they did in Williamsburg, uh, but instead they have them in a scare zone in Tampa, uh, which was fantastic because they're all out there. You can take pictures or interact with them, etc. The only really bizarre thing is that 20th anniversary scare zone is literally outside of the gates to go in. So you, if you want to see the scare zone and you try to exit the park, you can't go back in the park. There's no reentry. So either you get there late enough that you're hoping that they're outside before you go in or you hit them on the way out. It's really weird. I don't, um, I, 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 there was room for the best that I could tell to put that inside, but they put the best scare zone outside. <coughs> that is odd. Yeah. We don't have anything like that in ours. Um, you know, like I said, they just they brought back all the houses, and all the houses have been tweaked. Uh, one of the things I like about Bush Gardens of Williamsburg that they did last year, um, that they they kind of enhanced this year, is that there some of the houses have multiple paths. So oh, to, cool. you you can go into one room, or you can go into another. Now, eventually, they will reconverge, um, but in at least three of the houses, there are multiple paths, which is kind of cool. Um, I I love going there, uh, you know, because some of the folks recognize us from the YouTube channel. We get a lot of like shout outs and attention in the houses and it's great. Um, but even regardless of that, it, one of the things that I, and I say it every time it's freaking included in the cost of admission. Like yeah. you, you're not, you, you don't pay an extra hundred dollars or an extra $50 or an extra anything. It is included in the cost of admission, which is really, really nice. You can go all day, ride all the house, ride all the rides, see the shows. Cause the shows go on all day. Um, and in fact, that's one of the things that I want to mention is, uh, you know, yes, they made enhancements to the houses, territories, scare zones, generally the same. Um, we lost one house. We lost cornered. Uh, we lost one show. We lost fiends, but they've replaced that show with a show called Jack is back. So Jack is their mascot, Jack of the lantern. And he's like a pumpkin head kind of character. And he's been their mascot for years. I, I think he might've actually been there since the very first hollow screen. Um, but you know, he, he, he comes out in Ireland and he comes out on the balcony above the pub in Ireland. And, you know, I, I, it's cool because it's one of those shows that it's like, oh, okay, this is a good kickoff to the night. You know, other parks like Six Flags and, and some of the Cedar, um, Cedar Point parks. Is that the name of the company? Cedar Point? Cedar Fair. Cedar Cedar Fair Fair parks. Some of them have like this opening show type thing. Right, yeah. Um, so they have the Jack is back show, and Jack comes back, and he's like, you know, a curse upon you. You're cursed for the rest of your life. And then he goes to party, and all of a sudden, like (laughs) disco music plays, (laughs) and like the scarecrows start dancing, and they like pull women out of the pull women out of the crowd and do like you know line dancing and stuff. I'm like, this is unusual. (laughs) If you ever want to see a video, and you can bump Paul's views up. Yeah. That moment in his video, because it's included on the IOM Geek YouTube channel, like when he goes to, to party and they start playing the music, you, you literally have Paul over the microphone go, oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was not expecting it. Uh, now, don't be, to, be, to be fair, I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was fun, but it's not like what I expected. And it's, it's you know, it's not dirty. It's not adult themed like Fiends. The it, the rest of the event isn't family friendly, even though they do have the counts 
that you know they do have a, a Sesame Street event that goes on on the weekends as well. So it's it's this interesting family friendly fun dancing show that doesn't really fit in with the rest of the event, but at the same time, like I can't really complain because I liked it. Um, and I, I you know I I keep trying to get back to Hollow Scream this year. I don't know when I'll be able to, but they have extended it through the first weekend of November. Uh, so more dates than ever. They've started adding Thursdays. So I guess it's really popular this year. I, you know, when we went, we went on past member preview, you know, we didn't buy any express. The longest we waited for any of the houses was I think 15 minutes. Um, but if you go on a random Saturday, they generally hit capacity and it's hour plus weights on each of the houses. So don't go on Saturday, I guess is the, the moral of the story here. What about Friday? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I think Sunday. Go go on Sunday or Thursday um, if you want to avoid the crowds. Otherwise, definitely get the express pass. What if I go at nine o'clock on a Thursday? <laughs> you can do that if you want, but it's not open till one or two o'clock in the morning. It's only open till like eleven o'clock. Okay. What if I want it to be open until 11 or 12? <laughs> what if I want it to be open till 1130? <laughs> I'm only kidding, but they, those are the questions I get on my videos all the time. Is do it, they have themed drinks? Did they really kill that man? That also. He really died. Do I need Express if I want to go on Wednesdays? <laughs> so just, here, so just yes. Know, while we're talking, you know, I'll give a freaking pro tip right here. So Sunday, I, I didn't get to Halloween Horror Nights on Sunday night until about 11.30. And the park is open until 2 a.m. On those nights, man, every house except for the ones in the sound stages on the left-hand side, they were all 5 to 10 minutes the, the, at that point forward. It's because yeah. people have to work. Exactly, but I'm a tired, I, I'm a tired Paul at that time. I was off on Monday, so I went. And I'm just saying, like, if if you're someone, if you don't have Express, like, man, that's the way to freaking go, man. Yeah, man. Even if I'm off, I'm tired at that time. I gotta take a nap before I go. Well, you gotta I'll take tell, a nap. Yeah. I'll tell you another pro tip is just give up on stay and scream, especially if you have Express. If you're gonna it's do, just, it's yeah. not worth it at yeah. all. And the it sucks. Huh? The the one in Springfield is not worthless. The one in New York is completely worthless. It's, yeah, it's just I'd rather go like my very first. House, so I did stay and scream my first night, and the first house we did was monsters, <laughs> and I couldn't see shit because you know it's <laughs> it's bright outside and your eyes yeah. don't adjust, so you can't. I'm walking into boo holes and everything else. You know, no, I swear, it's, like no, it's true. Fam- I get it. That the first house of the sucks. Yeah, the family opera guy had to turn me around. He's like, "Yeah, you got to go this way." I mean, he's actually talking to me like, "Get the <laughs> fuck out of here, you dumb old man!" You know, <laughs> so it's just it's just not worth it. It's crowded. It really doesn't give you any benefit if you have Express. I gotta say, I, for the first time, you know, in it. years, I, I haven't done Stay and Scream. I second that vote. Like, don't do Stay and Scream. Just get the Express Pass. I've always said get the Express Pass anyway. Yeah. But I, I I am now a fan of. Don't bother with stay and scream either. No, it's especially just not, if you have Express, it's not good. And plus, you get all sweaty and gross and disgusting, you know, because the sun's still out and it's still hot. You roll in there like around seven thirty, eight o'clock after drinks and dinner and everything like that, and you get everything done and it's easy and it's nice and you don't get back to the hotel like a, a sweaty pig. <laughs> it's true. Yes, all of it. So. um, 
I'm going to talk about a couple other haunts that that I went through. So, um, but I'm going to keep it brief, right? So, I did get out to Netherworld last weekend. Uh, Netherworld is in Stone Mountain, Georgia, which is a little bit north of Atlanta. I want to go. Hands down, um, you know, and I've been out there. Um, this is the the third time going out there, and it is the best. Um, there, there's just no. It's 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 hard for anybody that's never been there to conceptualize what what it is like. I think when people that do go there and say that it's the best, especially when people are so married to like a Halloween Horror Nights. But if the way I can kind of say this is like. Picture all 10 houses at Horror Nights and the, the budget that they have for those, plus the budget of what they have for the scare zones. Um, and they put it all in one house. You know, and you're still not scratching the surface of what Netherworld has to offer you. Damn, that sounds um, so cool. The, the animatronics were on point. Um, this year, there's two um, new houses. I'm going to say the name the right way this time. It's Night of the Gorgon. It's not Night of the Gorgon, so I kind of alternated back and forth and fit the video, um, which is basically, if you don't know what that is, it's kind of like a Medusa like character. Um, Netherworld's been really great over the years, too, of carrying forward at the, the story that they're developing, and they already know what the story is going to be for the next iterations of the house, um, etc. So, um, floors are all different throughout the houses. So it's not only just like walking on that, you know, slanted type floor or, you know, whatever, like there's points where you're walking on like grass, like surface or totally disorienting rooms. The the animatronics, massive, um, smaller, there's just scares coming from all over the place. There's people on zip lines, um, you know, the, the bungee scares, it's just, it's massive. Um, I, I'm going to see about trying to even get back up there again before they close. And they do close a week later than most haunts this year. So they close, I think, November 8th weekend is kind of like their last licks. Um, so I'm going to try Dude, to get back up there for that. Tell me. Tell me when you go. Yeah. Um, Tom, you come back and we go. Oh, I want to <laughs> go. In other words, always been, I've always wanted to go there. That's where they the, filmed Zombie Land. They did. The, um, the second house this year, um, it, it's it's always feels unfair to say that it's their, their second house or they're also um, run house, but it's called Blooded. So it's basically kind of like reptilian experiments and with dinosaur DNA. And um, there's everything in that house from dinosaur animatronics to like a pterodactyl and reptilian uh, scare actors and things like that. Um, Wiz was really cool to go through that house last year was geared towards like aliens and this year they flipped it to um reptiles and dinosaurs and stuff so it's more of a sci-fi house so you get more of like a classic type horror house then you get kind of like a sci-fi type house i did get to spend some time talking to ben armstrong who's the co-owner of the event and i met uh the other co-owner billy as well but um we might be able to insert a couple of ben questions um here for um, folks to listen to. We're here with Ben Armstrong, co-owner of Netherworld. This year, Netherworld, two new houses. What do we have in store? Well, our main show is Night of the Gorgon, and it's a continuation of the story of Weisberg. Weisberg was founded on stone carvers, carving of the stone on Stone Mountain, but uh, they fell behind. They weren't able to keep up with the orders 
because strange things were happening. All their workers were leaving, so they found this mirror, and then it was the image of the Gorgon. So they started actually taking people and turning them into statues to make their orders. But when you mess with the evil forces, uh, evil things happen to you. So uh, that's where the story takes off. And then the other new house this yep. year. Our other new house is called Cold-Blooded, and it's about creatures with reptilian DNA that have been experimented on. It's almost like a Jurassic Park takeoff with a bunch of weird mutations. So the mutants are breaking loose, uh, but we have dinosaurs in there. We got a pterodactyl, we got all kinds of crazy dinosaurs. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of science fiction mayhem. So Night of the Gorgon, classic netherworld, a classic house with a lot of H.P. Lovecraftian elements. Sure. And then Cold-Blooded is more your science fiction horror. That's so we like to kind of have those two elements to kind of encompass the scope of horror. In addition to the two haunted houses, we also have year-round activities taking place in Netherworld now. Um, one is that you can maybe hear in the background, we have the Monster Museum that right. we've been here before. It's amazing. But I know you have escape rooms and we have a whole laser tag. That's right. Here at this point. Yeah, one of the things, uh, now that we purchased this building, uh, we have 10 acres of land, we're able to expand our offerings. And we're trying to get into year-round stuff. Uh, one of the things is, of course, we're opening the haunts on other holidays. We opened on Christmas and on Valentine's Day last year, the actual haunted houses. But we have four escape games. Uh, Nosferatu, 1890s vampire theme. Sasquatch, you're uh, trapped in the woods in a cabin and the creature's trying to get his way in, haunted, sort of a, a ghost lab. And a brand new one is Tiki Island because I happen to be a Tiki enthusiast. So uh, my basement has got a whole Trader Sam's thing going on. So uh, that's what we got there. Okay. And the escape rooms are open during the hot nights as well. That's right. Every night, normally the escape games only open on the weekends or by special, uh, in, you know, if you could book a special event. But uh, they're open every single night, the haunts open. And we also have our brand new Netherworld laser tag, Battle Arena. And the way it works, it's a full-on traditional laser tag battle, but the technology we're using, it's very much like being in a video game. So if you play a lot of video games, first-person shooters, that's what it's like. It's sort of an apocalyptic kind of environment. And there's a whole bunch of different games you play. Uh, you know, there's uh, Capture Flag, Domination. One of the favorites is Infection, where one person is, a, is infected, and whoever they kill turns into other infected. And at the end, there's just a couple people, and everyone is a horde of monsters chasing them around. That's so, awesome. uh, and it's also let us do other things. Now that we have these guns, we can do things. We did a. Uh, uh, where you can actually go into the haunts on certain holidays, we'll do we events where you Valentine's fight the monsters. Day, That's right, it's called Mutant Madness. So it just lets us play with new technology. It's something monsters. different to in interact with a haunted house. Normally in a haunted house, you basically endure it. <laughs> you just walk through. <laughs> but when you suddenly have to participate, it's a whole new level. So it, it makes a lot of fun. How does the process work for themes or costumes? And how does it, how is it getting pulled together? Well, so it starts off with you know an, an evolving storyline. So it goes, from what point do we pick up the story? Say at Universal, it's boom, it's just, it's just a, it's a one shot, it's a, it's a thing, it's cut off from everything else. We used to do that with our secondary shows, you know, back in the old days, but now in both shows there, there's an evolving what's happening. So for example, this next year, the events that happen here will be an evolution. And the whole thing is all about this, this cursed town and all the evil that's under the mountain and all these different forces and things that are fighting each other. So it's very influenced by, like I said, H.P. Lovecraft type mythology, but we want to do different things. Like last year, uh, with the Awakened, it kind of led into this whole thing where I kind of really want to do a female icon character. And what's the one 
the, what's the monster, the female monster that people are most familiar with? We've done witches, so we decided to do gorgons and medusas. To, and then how can we kind of work that in? How does it make sense? So uh, there's a deeper story. There's this monster called Gatanotha. It's like the brother of Cthulhu. Anyone who sees him is, is frozen into like a, a rigid mummy, which are those masks, those things you see at the beginning. Sure. And that's, Gatanotha's the father of the gorgons. So, because it's a similar power. So, like I said, it's, it's, it's mythology, it's stories, it's books, it's just crazy ideas. And all that's a backstory that just leads to the production process. Like, what do we want to make? What relates to the story? How can we convey it? So, a lot, most people, they just want to go and get go to haunted house and get scared. Some people want to see cool stuff. But there are people that follow the stories and know the whole backstory about what's going on. And it is kind of a mixture of everything in here. Yeah. You know, so you can show up and not necessarily need to buy into the whole story. Well, you don't need to, you just have to go and have fun. You just look around. I mean, like I said, there's so many shock scares, so many actors, so many animatronics. If you just want to get shocked and scared, there's that for you. If you want to look at detail, I mean, there's just stuff everywhere. Of course, if you're staring at detail, that's when you're likely to get startled, because then if you're looking up, as someone was telling me last night, you're showing your neck, you know? <laughs> so uh, that's kind of how that works. It's funny because really, with a haunted house like this, it's not really a horror movie anymore, it's more of an action movie, because there's got to be so much happening. I like to compare it like, one of the best horror movies in my mind was Alien. Sure. One of the best action movies was Aliens. It still had horror elements, but it had all that action. And you got to do that with a lot of people going through stuff everywhere. So that's kind of what it's about. So if you're interested in checking out Netherworld, they are open every day through October? Yeah, once we, I think we're opening October 4th, and then we're open every single day through Halloween, a couple days in November, and then we're opening a final weekend in November. So a lot of days. So. No excuse to miss it. Come on down, check it out. If you're going down to Horror Nights, stop off and see us here. We do get a lot of people coming to and fro, because you know, on the major highways, heading, heading to see it. So uh, yeah, come check us out. A lot of haunters. If you're a haunter, a haunt fan, the weekdays are great. You can come on a Monday, you can come on a Tuesday, you can come on a Wednesday. You know, the crowds aren't as big, um, <clears throat> and we're open and nowhere else really is. So come check us out. Um, super nice guy, by the way. Um, and then beyond Netherworld, um, this last week, not specifically haunt related, um, but kind of Halloween uh, related or Halloween. Um, I went to the grand opening or the media event rather uh, for Cocktails and Screams in downtown Orlando, which I think, um, you know, social media had exploded over the last year about like, you know, I can't believe they're building this Halloween all year round bar and so forth. And they did a really cool thing to get people um, engaged on the way in where they hid keys around the city, these elaborately designed um, prop keys. And they gave clues out on social media about where they were hiding them. And if you got a key, then you'd be able to go to the grand opening of the event. But um, the bar, it was really cool. The, the bar cool. itself, uh, it's owned by the same people that own joysticks, which is down the block. Um, and it, it, it's outside the bubble. So I think this is the problem for some people in um, Orlando, right? Because you come to Orlando, you're either going to Disney or you're going to Universal. And, you know, there's like a magnetic field that keeps you outside. But this is um, downtown Orlando. Um, the It's really very well themed. There's like a little Elvira area. Um, there's a, a show that takes place with an organist and uh, a singer, like a lounge singer. Um there's a VIP room that's themed after the Adams family. 
Um, and what they didn't have open yet, uh, but will is forthcoming, is like um, a secret back room, like a speakeasy, that the only way to get into that every night is to solve a puzzle to be able to get into that room where they'll have a different drink subset and, and different characters and so forth and, and interacting with you. Yeah, the drinks, yeah, the drinks were awesome. It, they specialize in craft cocktails. Um, they pour heavy. Um, the, <laughs> they, they were all kind of cool, like with a horror type theme to it. And they, they like bubbled or went on fire and things like that. And if you check out my Instagram, there's a picture of me drinking out of this ridiculous size, like Halloween pump, pumpkin bucket, um, which was basically just like half a bottle of Jameson and some pumpkin puree. God, <laughs> I mean, you can stop. I'm sold. I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> but it was very cool. Ooh. It's open to the public oh. now. Yeah, so um, I also ah. did get out. I got out to 13th floor um, two weeks ago, and 13th floor is up in Jacksonville, so it's a little further out of the bubble. Um, but, uh, you know, if you're going up to Jacksonville, let's say for like a Jets game, yes, you know, or to check out Minshew Mania, um, it, it's definitely worth checking out. We've got a lot of buzz um, on the video that we did, um, but. 13th floor is owned by this bigger 13th floor corporation. They kind of set the tone about like what mazes are going to run um, at each one of the um, houses for the year. So there's houses all over the States um, as well as like the haunted hayride out in California. But um, this year in Jacksonville, they did um, kind of like the book of the dead, which is kind of like um, Ash versus evil dead. So some of these are going to probably kind of laugh out a little bit or get a snicker, but the other one is La Llorona. And I'm saying that correctly this time, everybody. La Llorona. Yeah, because I made the mistake of saying La Llorona on YouTube. And like, I had to have like 100 comments from people saying, like, dude, you said the wrong thing. But uh, stupid. Yeah, you suck, man. <laughs> anyway, I already know I suck. And I speak very bad broken Spanglish. So La Llorona. <laughs> Uh, is one of the houses also a uh, common theme Halloween Horror Nights did La Llorona I think in 24 uh yeah that's the lady that drowns the babies right yeah, yeah. she watches her kids go swimming yeah so um and then the final house that they did was uh called Clown which uh Clown you know Paul and I kind of traded messages at work um during the day when they first announced the houses Clown has a striking resemblance to another clown that may be popular now in uh, <laughs> the movie theaters. Yeah. Uh, but clown, put, go ahead, Paul. I mean, Drew. He puts your ass to sleep. Yeah, Paul. Uh, I was going to call clown Paul, but uh, clown. <laughs> clown at Not yeah. inaccurate. He he comes back every thirteen years. Oh, every twenty-seven years. He's a go-getter. Yeah, he's he's a little more ambitious, um, and he has yellow balloons. <laughs> what I thought was interesting is uh, actually, and this ties back to you, Tom, is that when I went to the Darkness earlier this year, uh, which is a really kick-ass haunt in yes, St. Louis, um, they have a whole section dedicated to the same similar clown mm -hmm. um, with this ridiculous, awesome animatronic uh, that that holds Georgie upside down by the leg. Um, right. That same animatronic 
uh, has been bought by the 13th floor folks from the people that created it through, you know, the darkness. So he's actually outside the maze, um, you know, outside in like the parking lot for for, uh, 13th floor. But the the haunt was awesome. Um, The night that we went, we actually went Friday the 13th of September and they ran a special that night uh, for anybody that was buying tickets. It was $13 tickets, which, oh yeah. So um, last year was the first year that 13th floor was open in Jacksonville. Um, and then they've done multiple events since then. So they did like a Valentine's event. They did Krampus, a Christmas. They did a zombie hunt type thing. Um, and I, it would, I can't do them enough service of saying like they grossly underestimated how many people were going to show up because I think they did like a thousand people pre-sale. They, all of these other haunts that we're talking about besides Halloween Horror Nights, they all pulse you in. So it's not a conga line. Yeah. And, you know, um, the line for that house, you know, 13th floor that night was in the parking lot and it wrapped all the way around this parking lot over and over again. Um, and it went for a good like three hours that people were in line to get into the, the, the haunt. Um, to me, it, it, the haunt was worth it. It's, it's really well acted. Uh, the props are awesome. They also have some really awesome animatronics inside. Um, very good time. You know, if you're in Jacksonville and you're going to go see Minshew mania, you might want to stop. Minshew mania. Um, last current haunt that we've already been to was Screamageddon out in Dade city, Florida. And, you know, um, they, they kind of invited out the world this year, I think to, um, go and uh, promote them a little bit. Um, I, I, we've been going to Screamageddon, um, at least through the cheap seats, since the year after they opened. So I think like the last five years we've been going there. Um, nothing, the, the haunts have not changed year over year from last year. Um, so more of like the, what we've, the same of what we've experienced before. Um, but they do also have that incredible um, zombie paintball experience. Um, and, you know, if you haven't seen that before, you're basically loaded onto um, a modified school bus with paintball guns that are on the in the windows of the school bus where they're cut out. And you go by and you literally light up zombies. I mean, and <laughs> yes. they, encourage, they, they encourage you by, like, yelling at you to, to get as many headshots as possible. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's It's a lot of fun. The haunts are fun. Um, they kind of—I felt like they dialed back the touching this year. So there's two of the experiences there um, that you can opt in to be touched. Um, one is uh, I'm scrolling through Blackball Prison, uh, Blackpool Prison rather. <laughs> Blackball, Blackpool Prison. Um, which is literally like you're going through a prison um, and I've been punched in the gut there before and stuff like that, but they kind of, they touch you and move you around and push you, but not as much as they used to. Um, and the other one was infected ground zero. Um, some of the, the places like infected ground zero, I wouldn't be mad if it goes away uh, next year and they do some updates to things, but uh, I felt like there was some tweaks to, to the haunts this year that, like Dead Woods is a, a a trail that you walk on that I felt was longer and had more actors and things like that. The actors were on point this year. They've added special for Tom because I know you're going to inquire about this. Bonzo's Beer Garden, the Midway, yes, yeah. So the Midway is expanded with the craft beer area, um, hosted by uh, Bonzo the clown, and uh, he comes around and interacts with you as well. So it was fun. 
I thought you were going to say they had cauliflower. Oh, no, cauliflower. They punch. may have had that, but I didn't see it. <laughs> punch in your head. <laughs> <laughs> the last um, hunt that we can talk about that's not open yet, but will be opening this week. So probably by the time that you're listening to this, um, doc, uh, dark. Oh, my God. Boy, it's been a long night. <laughs> dark, dark Horizon. Uh, the sister haunt for Dark Harbor um, out at Queen Mary in Long Beach, California, Dark Horizon will be opening in Orlando on the 10th. And uh, they were opening actually a week later than they had anticipated, I think, because of some issues that they encountered through the hurricane. was due to pass through here. Um, so yeah, everybody kind of went off track and started preparing for hurricane damage and everything. And then it kind of threw them off course. But mm-hmm. um Dark Horizon, um, I expect to be top-notch if you've never seen any of the YouTube videos for Dark Harbor and the Queen Mary stuff that goes on. The makeup is incredible. The scares are incredible. Um, They're very much focused on scares and drinking. Also another big Tom-type place because there's multiple bars, and some of them are actually hidden that you need to be able to work your way into. Oh, okay. Challenge I feel like, accepted. I feel like Paul must be sleeping at this point because this is usually where he jumps in and says, like, yes, the bars. That's freaking exciting. The secret <laughs> bars. <laughs> they have this whole experience that you have to like unlock the story of going through you have to go through all the houses and look for this hidden stuff. And if you get all the hidden stuff, you get access to the secret bar. Oh. That's geez. awesome. I'm in. So uh Dark Horizon, I'll be able to talk about it more um next show, but they are um, located at the old Nickelodeon hotel location. So now it's a, like a holiday inn. Um, you can't park on site. There's directions on their website. If you go in there where you need to park and then they'll shuttle you over, um, to the haunt. Um, so it, it sounds really promising and I'm due to talk to a couple of the, the people that are putting that show on this week too. So we'll look for that next time that we talk. I look forward to it, sir. Yeah, excellent. Excellent. Well, if you come down for the last weekend of Horror Nights, you might be able to get over there, too. Mm. Mm. I think I'm going as well this week to be a fancy media bitch. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of just your normal everyday bitch. (laughs) I'm a fancy bitch all the time, but then I can be a fancy media bitch. You are a fancy bitch. (laughs) And I, I... can I talk just about two, a couple more things? Like I, when I was in Atlanta. No. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Oh my God. I'm half asleep. I know. Yeah, no. I'm going to do this in like two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> when I went out to uh, Atlanta, I did. I always try to find other places to be able to hit when I'm going somewhere. So um, I did get make it out to this uh, hunt called Containment. And I believe it was their fifth year in operations. But Containment gets their name out of the fact that they build their haunt within shipping containers. <laughs> so there's 26 shipping containers that are connected together to be able to present this haunt and the haunt is totally story driven. So when you go through some of the characters will follow you through, um, throughout the haunt and throughout multiple rooms, et cetera, really, really well done for something that you would expect. Like what could they do within shipping containers? They, there's not much of a difference between the sets that, that are created within like containment than you would see it like, uh, hollow scream or uh, Halloween Horror Nights with you know kind of like the styrofoam, um, you know hard coated and carved out. There's some pretty awesome animatronics throughout the house, mm. um, and just a variety of different scares. But the thing that was like kind of like the big selling point to me was the fact of the people. It wasn't just 
um, somebody jumping out of a boo hole every two seconds to scare you. There's no automated like things screaming and everything. It's all the actors are, are it's a lot more creepy scares than it was scare scares and things that were following you along. So there were, it was, a, it was a good mix. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> on the other hand, the first night that I was in Atlanta, I went to six flags. Um, no. <laughs> I'm not sure Tom, you're making it back to six oh, flags this year, but boy, um, our six flags in uh, six flags over Georgia. Um, it was virtually the same thing that they did last year. A couple things that they changed up scare zone was they had one new house, um, but I couldn't get in the new house because somebody got hurt in that house before I got in there. So they closed it for the night, mm. but the houses themselves, I will say this. I thought the performance within the houses was a lot better this year than it was last year when I went so much so that in, um, the first house that I went through and I can't remember which one it was like 3d house. Um, the people that I was with or it got grouped with when we get pulsed in, because, I mean, godly, even at Six Flags, they pulse you in. Mm-hmm. So um, the, the two of the, the younger girls fell on the floor scared, and the one girl that was behind me with her mom whispered, like, midway through the house and said, like, Mom, I just peed my pants. <laughs> like, literally from the, the house. So they, the actors were going pretty hard. It was uh, it, w- it was enjoyable. Oh, you, you guys actually have actors in your house in Atlanta. That's that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, St. Louis sucks. But the, the, uh, the scare zone's a different story. I mean, there's like maybe three or four actors in a scare zone. Yeah. Yep. Maybe. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's the same here, you know, and here's the, here's the thing. And I don't know how it is in Atlanta, but like you get in the park with just your regular pass. Yeah. It's the same thing. And you got to so, buy an up, up charge for the houses, just the houses. So basically what happens in, at least here is there's just thousands of teenage kids, you know, just you know 12 13 14 year old kids just <laughs> running through freaking scare zones all night screaming and yelling and there's one or two or three scare zone actors in there and it's terrible and so then you like okay well let's go do the houses and the lines are short so you never really have to wait too long and there's like hardly anybody in there there it's just not it's not worth the money if you live anywhere near st louis and you're like oh we'll go check out six flags and just save your money and go to go downtown go to the darkness or go to Limp Mansion or whatever, and do do one of those haunts because those are excellent. Yep. And the last uh, place that I went to um, this past weekend was Petrified Forest. Uh, those guys are located in Altamont Springs. I know Drew said that um, his significant other was looking to potentially go there, and I think that actually has been there before. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, Petrified Forest—they've gone for—it's basically in a forest, so it's it's normally like two trails. This year, they've made the two trails and the three trails, and they've had, they have different stories and icon characters that mingle outside and stuff. But kind of a family-oriented event. The haunt itself um, started years back in a backyard of a family, and it's just continued to blossom bigger and bigger. Um, good scares, very pitch black. It's difficult. You know, a lot of the scares come from the distraction of the fact that you don't want to trip and fall while you're walking through the forest in the pitch black. Because you're outside. Yeah, everything is outside. All of the sets are outside. There's no roof. So, um, you know, if it rains, then... Wear some crappy uh, shoes. Yeah, yeah. You always need to wear crappy shoes there. So, um, but really well done. Um, 
I, I enjoy it. Every time that I go back to that place, and I think we were saying that before we started recording, I've been going there for, I guess, like 14, 15 years or so. It's it's kind of like home, you know, like you go there and uh, the people that are on the place come up and give you a hug and check in to see how things are going and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's a really cool place. I, I, I like going there. I like hugs. <laughs> I've heard that you're not familiar with that. <laughs> <laughs> so um that's what we've got we've got a cu- i've got a couple more haunts coming up this weekend too so we're going to travel down to south florida um enigma we'll get back to and uh enigma i think was the best out of the the, the florida haunts that we've been to so far um and uh, the south florida fairgrounds we're uh probably going to get over to fright nights so we'll see how that goes yay yeah! Yay! Kyle's so going back. all over the place. Yeah. A busy man. I know. Well, I think we'll be back at least once more this Halloween season. Maybe more. <coughs> Maybe. Once. I'm gonna, at least once. We can commit to once. I'm trying to get to uh, Darkness and Creepy World over the next couple weeks. Oh, that'd be good. Love yeah, I actually, those. I yep. actually looked at like plane fare and everything, Tom, to figure out like you know maybe I could get back up there. Darkness was awesome. Darkness is good, and Lum Mansion's good. Yeah. yeah, there's some there's some really good ones, but I, I'm excited about Netherworld. I'd like to try to get down there for sure. I always I have for years. So yes, so I think that might about do it for us for this episode. I think so. So, all right can i say one thing ah uh, we were almost done no i want to say one thing it'll take <laughs> yes. me like a minute and a half so it seems i feel like we were really negative at the beginning of this like we talked about a lot of negative things and i just wanted to say that halloween horror nights was so much fun this year it's always a great time I had an absolute blast. Is so you have to go regardless of what a bunch of dipshits on podcasts talk about. It. Oh, this sucks and this is bad and this is stupid. Go check it out anyway because I don't even care. You're going through the us house. You're still having fun. You're still having a good time. You're with your pals and you're doing stupid things and uh, you know, still go because yeah, it's know, still I, a great time. I, I I would agree. You know, and that, that was one thing that I was like, ah, let's talk about the positive houses too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, this podcast exists because of Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. Uh, so clearly we are we love the event. We're critical of it. There are things that we'd love to see done better. Um, but if, if, if I – if it was easier for me to get down to Florida, I'd go again. Mm-hmm. No doubt. No doubt. Tons of fun. Great time. Great friends. Great beers. Great booze. Great food great atmosphere gotta it, go it's one of those things like if you go by yourself you can enjoy what you know what you experience but when you go with your buddies that's what makes it so much fun you know mm-hmm. and that's why like that's why like this this exists you know what i mean like mm-hmm. so is this the best year of halloween horror nights i've ever gone to no was last year no mm-hmm. but some of my best memories come from those years you know what i mean so uh, Halloween Horror Nights, like, I don't think people really get it. Like, people outside of the bubble, they don't understand why it is what it is. Yeah. And for some people, like, it's a lifestyle. Like, literally, 
when we go to help yes. tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> that was an accident. When, when, we go, when we go on that last night, dude, and you're leaving that park for the last time, the event, mm-hmm. in my head, instantly, the countdown to 30 begins. You know what I mean? That's just That's just the way I look at it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it becomes a family thing, right? You know, your friends become your family. You guys plan your 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 weekends around it, your month around it, and like you said, you know, it, it's kind of this countdown, and it becomes a fever pitch right before the event. Uh, you know, I I have been, I, you know, I went to thirteen, and I've been to every event since uh, other. I skipped two in the middle, but I've been trying to go every year since seventeen. Um, I've missed twenty two and twenty three, but that's about it. And you know, I, I, I love, I love going there and, you know, I know you guys through it. Well, I don't really know Tom jerk, um, yeah, well. because he keeps going the week after me, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I was down there opening weekend last year, but you had like a hurricane. Oh yeah. Fight. I had a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> it's not meant to be Starcrossed or Starcrossed. Um, but no, I, I love Halloween Horror Nights. I, I do love the event. Yes. We, I, I, there are things I would have, I would have loved to have seen done better. And I'm hoping that. You know, even though we, um, you know, I have no is- specific issues with the creative team. I'm lo- if looking forward to seeing what New Blood does uh, in the future years. That will be interesting next year. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think that we could spend the whole episode speculating on uh, who gets the reins. I think yeah. we should do that in our next episode. Oh my Yay. god! It'll be me. <laughs> it was me all along. You don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Drew, say say the thing that you said about the clouds. That was a great idea. Oh, yeah. So This the, is why you should be the new head of creative. I, yeah. This so, is Drew's resume right here. I think yes. what they should do, as soon as Halloween Horror Nights is over, there's like a two-week period between then and when the holiday parade starts. We take the Clownzilla balloon that's in the Killer Clown's house. <laughs> we hook some ropes up to that son of a bitch. And then have the Killer Clown's walk him in the holiday parade with all the other balloons like like the donkey is like a dragon and stuff like that and there could just be this giant clownzilla going through kids love clowns you're hired right and they could be like the balloon handlers could be the clowns instead of like you know 17 year old kids (laughs) (laughs) or it could be 17 year old kids in the clown costume yes (laughs) ah that'd be cool all for it and they could have the christmas robot with them i mean they should just walk the mind flare down the street too or the rob zombie robot with a little red hat can be joined by his evil brother the christmas robot (laughs) driving down the street in the dragula they have all these props might as well put them to use santa will trade in his sleigh for the dragula and it's driven by the chris the the rob zombie robot Do that and it's the guy from corpses he thought he was bringing the christmas candy <laughs> Doc, dr satan and santa standing on the float together <laughs> they're gonna throw out fried chicken and goddamn gasoline <laughs> oh my god yes <laughs> and on that note kyle wrap this bitch up <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks a lot for listening, everybody. We'll be back again. Um, hmm. We should probably play like an over-under. You guys guess on social media. Honestly, I think we'll be back in the next week or two because I want to hear about Dark Horizon. <laughs> it's a big deal. 
Today's October 8th. <laughs> I predict October 22nd. Okay. Wow. Weeks. I, I predict after HHN is over. Boy, he's going all in. Oh snap! No, I'm, 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 I'm feeling, I'm feeling that 22nd date. I know I can't take Drew's vote, so I'll just go with the 21st. <laughs> We're playing uh, prices right over here. <laughs> uh, I was thinking the 23rd, but there's, there's something happening that day that I can't remember. I can't remember. I'm gonna go with Tom. It's gonna be after Horror Nights. No. <laughs> I think the problem is, uh, quite honestly, for everybody that's actually looking to listen to us on a, any type of regular basis, it's four difficult schedules, but also impeded by the fact that there are so many like nights of Horror Nights and things where people want to go out and do stuff during haunt season. Yeah. So, props to people that have a set schedule and they come back every week and do stuff. Yeah. But impossible. Yeah. I'm calling November 5th. You heard it here first. Okay. Right before we go to to another world. Right. <laughs> Still technically haunt season as long as one is open. Yes. <laughs> yeah. true. This is true. All right. Well, have a good night everybody. Thanks Bye. everyone. Good night friends. Bye.